Well, hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Satch from Feedback Ranch. You know, we help small businesses with websites and paid ads. And uh, today I want to talk a little bit about something exciting we got going on. Um, we are actually in the middle of a COVID pandemic launching our new office and we've got a new office in Edina. Um, the office is at the Lifetime Work location, which is absolutely phenomenal. I'm just jacked and excited about it. And part of the reason why is because video has become such an integral part to our operation and for our customers for a number of reasons. And that's what I want to talk about right now. <clears throat> uh, first, I want to talk about the main problem that's occurring uh, for organizations. So this is going to be for businesses and for churches. I want to talk about those two organizations and really discuss what's going on in terms of social media um, and the way people are interacting digitally. It's kind of funny, you know, in this, in the election cycle, um, in, in 2020 here, let's just talk about exactly what we did see out of social media, right? Facebook determined that it needed to, out of the 2016 debacle, Facebook determined what it needed to do was it needed to pay close attention to what was getting spread because supposedly there's tons of fake news and they deemed it necessary to hire giant teams of moderators and they equipped their systems with new algorithms that would find um, content that was based on suspicious uh, topics and it would flag them. It would, it would also flag users that had been um, sharing different things. And I think that we, we all saw that there is a new throttling, there's a new censorship, right or wrong, um, from social media. Well, what's funny for me as a professional in this arena in digital marketing who helps small businesses, um, CPAs, accountants, bookkeepers, financial services, and construction and home services, I've known about this throttling because I, I've really watched it in, in a lot of ways. Now, what was funny is to watch everybody have this throttling occur on their own um, personal Facebook content that they were sharing and liking and engaging with and, and news stories and watching those publications get censored. But let me walk you through a little bit of what we've seen on the professional side. You know, when Facebook first came out, I remember being able to share things and I would post something that people would like and I remember the day of, of having hundreds of thousands of views legitimately on very simple photos of me and my family. I remember how things would go viral super easy. And Facebook, in order to go public, found out that what it needed to do is it needed to curate their content. And the content that they have is actually us posting to it. And what they did is they transformed it into a news feed. And essentially, they take every person's posting, whether it's an article or whatever it is, and every business is posting, and they basically view it almost like a small um, piece of television content, right? And when you watch television content, you'll see that a 60-minute TV series is about 40 minutes of television and about 20 minutes of commercials. Back in the day, probably in the early 2000s, they used to get away with probably 60-40, 40% commercials, 60% television. But now that new media is here, you'll notice that commercials are much... There are fewer commercials and they take less time because now there's competition for our eyes and, and that's good for us. Well, basically what Facebook does is it takes all your posts of all of your friends and it slowly meters it in front of you. And for businesses, the same thing holds true. What they've decided is why would we allow a business's content to go through 
when it can be pay to play. We can get an amazing return because we have this network of people. We can get an amazing return just by allowing content to go in front of our audiences. So, um, you know, I don't even remember how long ago it was. It was probably around 2000, really 2012 probably. We started to see a couple of things happen. At first, Facebook realized it needed to get video into its own system and it needed native Facebook video. So what it did is it really started to hinder um, viewing of videos from YouTube inside of Facebook. Not only that, they said we need native content. We want people to write on Facebook so that we can have complete control over it. So what it did is it even started to hinder any external URLs that you would share to a degree. You know, it used to be that you could share a YouTube video, you could really go viral and get your YouTube channel humming along just by engaging on, on Facebook and, and sharing in those glory days, in those early days. Um, but they, they turned that down big time. Then the next thing was, they, they have since just slowly puttered it down so that organic reach, reach that occurs just naturally, is very low. So the conclusion is, um, the people who like your pages and engage with your pages will trigger the algorithm and if they've turned on notifications They will also get this into their newsfeed, but the content that you share folks the content the live feeds that you create the live Facebook groups that you have that content is only for existing users. It is extremely difficult to get lots of people sharing all of your content, particularly if you're a boring small business. Now, if you can create good, great, engaging content, I think that that's fair. So let's just talk about social media in general is pretty much for businesses has become kind of a, a pay to play thing um, where if you boost and if you spend on advertising, you can certainly get reach, but it's also become a very crowded market. Um, it, it has gotten much more expensive over time, but there are ways that we implement in order to spend very little money to get moderate to, to good success. There's ways to control your reach. You can set up goals that are perfect and, and whatnot. But um, now on the other side, so that's all social media. Now LinkedIn, LinkedIn needed to allow, um, they had low market share. And when you have low market share, what you wanna do is you wanna provide more value. And since LinkedIn had lower market share and people were starting to move away from LinkedIn probably six years ago, um, LinkedIn decided, you know what? Let's allow more organic reach. So what they do is they open up the algorithms and this is what TikTok has done. TikTok is popular right now and Instagram became popular in its early days because what they do is they allow great phenomenal reach in, and allow you to go viral and get hundreds of thousands if not millions of views very easily and then slowly over time, they make it so that once you're hooked and you're like, ooh, I'm famous, I've got this fame, I've got these likes, I'm hooked just like a jackpot on an auction or on a, when I gamble, um, you're addicted and, and your business also becomes dependent and you start to see that value, then you'll start to pay to play. Right? Um, so they build these platforms, they allow reach, and then they eventually pay to play. Now LinkedIn is has allowed more and continues to allow more because they seem to not have as much market share even to this day, but it is improving. They are getting much more market share over time. But that's why LinkedIn, um, especially three or four years ago, um, right now it's 20, almost 2021, you were able to get an enormous reach. And to this day, if you comment and like and abide by the way the algorithms work, LinkedIn works really well. 
But let's jump to this idea that how is it that you can truly win digitally right now? Um, and I think churches and businesses need to know that there are two different things going on. One, you've got social media, and social media for me, I, I classify as it's a community, and if you engage in that community, that's one thing. Um, but generally speaking, it is disruptive media. Um, short of Facebook groups and, and LinkedIn groups and really uh, people that engage back and forth with each other um, tightly, for the most part, it's just like a TV ad back in the 90s when you'd be sitting there, you're watching Facebook, and all of a sudden in comes some sort of offer that's being made to you, and you can accept it if you want to. They disrupt your viewing process to, to offer you something, and hopefully it's a relevant thing. The second kind of marketing that I think churches in particular and organizations and businesses miss out on because is called inbound marketing. And the reason why they miss out on it is because the two, the disruptive and the inbound marketing need to be tied together. Now that's not to say that social media can't be inbound marketing, but here's what inbound marketing is. Inbound marketing creates assets on your website and on Google My Business and on YouTube and even Vimeo, but you create digital assets around a query or a question or a subject. And the idea is, is that when somebody has that question or gets attracted into that ecosystem or, or that topic, suddenly what you'll get is this, people will find it. And as people find it, you'll notice that they will consume that content because it solves a problem. And because that answered a question or solved a problem, that piece of content gets the opportunity to introduce yourself to a new audience. Well, what's beautiful is you can do this locally or you can do it nationally. You can do it locally or you can do it according to your sector, right? Whatever business sector you're in. Um, now, <clears throat> the main thing is, is that you need to create this content around the types of questions that people are gonna be asking. You need to go into this thinking about how do I create questions around the problems that people have? And that's a giant opportunity for churches and it's a giant opportunity for businesses. Now, first you have to actually do some thinking around what are the problems that people have, what are the questions they might ask, and how do we help um, be in position in order to answer that question, right? When you write a blog post or a written piece of content on your website, Google search and Bing search will, and even Alexa and Siri, will find that content and will serve it up as a solution to different queries. In order to do that, first, the content needs to be relevant to the subject matter. It needs to actually be good. It needs to be marked up properly, meaning that it, you need to write the question out properly. You need to title it right. Probably, You need to dictate the meta title and meta description properly. And uh, <clears throat> overall, you have to create this amazing piece of content. And I think the best explanation that I've thought of this is, imagine when somebody sits down and asks Google, Bing, or Siri a question. It's almost as if I went to the state fair here in Minnesota, and I sat down and I said, I want the best chocolate, or the best cheese curds. And Google, I sit down at this table, and Google is my little concierge, he's, he's my server, right? And he comes up and he says, 
You're looking for cheese curds. Aha, there's 500 cheese curd vendors here. I'm going to find the best one and I'd love to show it to you. So what he does is he turns around and he knows what's, or she knows what's going on um, in the cheese curd world. He's been paying attention to who tends to line up and enjoy and finish and devour the cheese curds that they buy and he pays close attention to see who orders cheese curds, takes one bite of them and then spits them out. We call it pogo sticking where somebody asks a question of Google and all of a sudden you get an option to click and if you click into that um, website or that search result and you get in there and you immediately notice that it's it's too slow, it doesn't answer the question, it wastes your time, it's hard to navigate. You'll bounce right back out and you'll go on to the next one. So you do this little pogo stick thing is what we call it. Now Google's been paying attention to that and what it will do is it will serve you up in ranking order <laughs> what it anticipates to be the best, the second best, the third best, the fourth best, most trustworthy, authoritative, and expert expertise or, or expert-based solution. We call it EAT. And we call it EAT because there's a Google document in which they teach their manual quality con content um, observers. They actually have people that go and check search engine results to ensure that they're quality. Um, that, that occurs on your site periodically, evidently. Uh, we don't know this for sure, but there's a document that talks about this EAT, expert, authoritative, and trustworthy sources, should be given a little bit higher quality rank, whatever that looks like, page rank, quality rank. So essentially, it's like a resume for your website. So the two pieces that you need to do is, one, you've got to create content, and then the second thing is, is you've got to work to mark it up. And then you also need to um, pay attention to what's getting consumed and, and create more of that type of content. And eventually, because Google is paying attention to what's most authoritative or trustworthy, it is also noting what has been um, seen as authoritative within the industry or within the region. So the way it measures that is it looks across other websites as it's it's crawling every website that it can find and it's denoting what is a source, what has been hyperlinked to. So for example, um, if I were writing an article about how to fix a Ford Raptor pickup truck and in my article I was answering how to do something in there and what I did was I went and found five of the most helpful articles that I know actually answer it. And as I answer my own article, I cite that with a hyperlink. What, what Google sees as these backlinks or hyperlinks is it's a small vote of confidence. And that vote of confidence means a great deal in Google's eye because it, for a number of reasons. Um, so another stage of search engine optimization is to build relationships and liaisons with sector friends, with industry friends, and to find ways to build up the authority or the backlink profile, which is basically the votes of confidence from other people on your own website. And by doing that, by, by finding people that maybe you write for or maybe you create resources that they wanna to link to, Google is noticing, and, and Bing is doing it as well, how many backlinks there are to your overarching domain, 
as well as each individual piece of content. And what's interesting is, is it doesn't take very many um, high quality backlinks or relevant good editorial backlinks back to your content in order to start to rank a little bit higher. Well, what we're doing here in at Feedback Ranch is we are creating the tools necessary in order to um, tap into the second biggest search engine platform in the world. Maybe the third. I don't know where it's at right now. But what I've found is that this query-based information is also incredibly helpful for people who, when it comes to video, video content is incredibly powerful and YouTube in particular and then even the Google video tab on the search engine result page Google's search engine result page has images it has pages it also pulls in a rich snippet is what it's called there's these little new features in the search engine result page and uh, but YouTube is this giant search engine where people ask it queries and questions and you can easily get in front of your your audience, your prospective customers, if you utilize video. And it has blown up my business in an amazing, productive way. We've seen it blown up and help hundreds of other businesses, dozens of our own, and we are equipping ourselves at our new office in order to help people do long-form content, a little bit like what you're seeing right now. So if you're in the Twin Cities area and you like the idea of doing your own podcast, writing your own video, or creating your own long-form video, we're going to have a... We're in Edina here, and we have an incredibly accessible turnkey solution for you to sit down, either have a conversation with somebody, um, or just preach it to the camera and see what happens. So check it out. Um, if you're looking for a new website, if you're looking to get paid ads going, if you're looking for more leads, give us a shout. Go to FeedbackRanch.com, and a like and subscribe if this is helpful. God bless, good luck, and uh, I hope things go well for you.